0: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. And in today's show, I'm going to be talking about my top 10 greatest point guards of all time. And what grade do I give the Lakers season? And does Pau Gasol deserve a statue outside of the Staples Center? But first, let's get into uh, my top 10 greatest point guards of all time. Number 10. Uh Walcott Frazier, Walcott Frazier is a two-time champion. He his career stats were 18 points per game. Rebounds a game five point nine. And assists a game were six point one. Assist a game shot 49% from field goals. You know? And uh he had a game seven. He at got let me see here. He in the game seven of the NBA finals in nineteen seventy, he dropped thirty-six points, nineteen assists, seven rebounds. Just his ability to Get the offense going through him. The Knicks that year when they won the championship in nineteen seventy. Um, ran the offense through him. You know his ability to get the rebound, push the tempo. He cut his game reminds me of like a Russell Westbrook or a um, Rondo. The way that he gets the rebound and pushes the floor, get to the, set the tempo. You know, just the, his ability to play that passing ability. You know, I just like his game. You know, I just love. What, Kyle Frazier game at the building? He's, uh, he's a seven-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA selection, seven-time All-Defensive team, and he's a Hall of Fame. You know, he's my he starts off at number 10 for me. So he did a great job in that game, seven NBA funnels. I just love his ability to get the rebound, push the tempo. He's, I like with those point guards that get everybody involved. You know what I mean? I just love those point guards that get the rebound, push the tempo, like Russell Westbrook, um, John Morant. Rondo back up in the day when he's with Boston, just those point guards that can push the tempo, get you involved. So he's on my list at number ten, number nine. Bob Cousy, you know, Bob Cousy is a um, six-time NBA champion. His career stats were 18 per game, five rebounds a game, and seven assists a game. Shot 37 percent from the field. Just his ability to get the tempo, like it, like Bob Cousy, I know I didn't watch his game, but I re- researched his game. He's a great player at what he does. You know, he's a point guard's mentality, facilitate just like like the Rondos of the world, the Lonzo Ball, just the Chris Pauls, or just the ability to get his players involved. And you know, he's a six-time NBA champion, and he's an MVP, 13-time All-Star, 12-time. All NBA selection Hall of Famer. He was on two teams. He's on Boston Celtics in 1950 through 1963. And then Cincinnati Royals from 1967, 1969 through 70. He was only on Cincinnati Royals for one year, but he's he's an ability to push the tempo, shoot that mid range, play that hustle defense, it's just his ability. Just overall, Bob Cousy is a natural point guard, you know. He had a point guard mentality, you know, like just the ability to push the tempo, run the floor, just like he does those crazy no-look passes, you know. If you're not open, you're going to hit in the face. So he just overall, Bob Cousy was a good teammate in that year with his Boston Celtics back then. You know, they won six championships. It was a, just that season for the Celtics, man, was crazy, you know. And I can't hate, you know. Bob Cousy's a great point guard. So he's number nine on my list, you know. But number eight, um, let me see here, is John Stockton. John Stockton is a great talent. Love his ability to get to the rim. He's a very passionate boy. He, does shoot that mid- he shoots that three really well. You know what I mean? Just his ability to shoot that mid range and three point really well. But overall, he's a 10 time All Star, um, two time Skills Champion, 11 time NBA All Star, five time All Defense, and 1992 93 as an MVP, Hall of Famer. But his points per game were 13.1%. Two rebounds a game, but he averaged 10 assists, you know? Just his, like, overall, um, he's a point guard's mentality. He was six one 170 pounds, just the ability to get to the rim. Just, he he shot 51% from the three. Or, excuse me, 51% from the field goals and 38% from the threes, 82% from the free throw line. Just, like, he was a, him and Carmelo had that one-two punch combination. You know what I mean? That pick and roll, Carmelo goes to the basket, Jason, or John Stocks throws a little, Little lob dunking, you know he shot really well. You know his get the the imbalance game that John Stockson reminds me of, or yeah, John Stockson reminds me of is Jason Kidd and uh Steve Nash. The way that they play, they play just like each other, and I see it. You know that pick and roll, that underneath screen, you pull up from the mid range. I just overall John Stockson's a great great point guard. You know what I mean he's number nine on my list. You know just I feel like he's he's nine on my list. Yeah. You know, you know, just overall, you know, just Jason uh, John Stockton is a great talent. You know, um, excuse me, he's number eight on my list. Sorry about that, y'all. He's number eight on my list. So, just John Stockton is a great, great point guard, man. Very underrated, but he's a Hall of Famer. Um, sucks they didn't win a championship because those Utah Jazz teams were competitive, playing at the highest level, but they ran into Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. John Stockton and Carmelo are one. I didn't put them on my list for the best duos, but they were up there. You know, they were up there. On my, they were about to be put on my list, but I picked um, Tim Duncan and Dave Robinson over them. So, but they're still talented. John Stockton talented. He plays really great. What he does, love his ability. I just love John Stockton's game. You know, if I could play in the NBA and point guard, I'm, I want my game to resemble as John Stockton. You know, very un. Um, Very unselfish pass, get people involved, get the offense going through everybody, get everybody involved, then take over, you know what I mean, but uh, number seven, y'all gonna think I'm crazy, y'all gonna think I'm crazy at number seven, Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, but uh, Allen Iverson's on my list, I don't care what anybody says, he's a Hall of Famer, 11-time All-Star, 3-time scoring champion, 7-time All-NBA, 2-time MVP, you know, excuse me, 2-time All-Star MVP, and 2 And two thousand and one MVP and Rookie of the Year. He averaged twenty six points per game and six assists. He shot forty two percent from the field, three pointers thirty one percent, free throws seventy eight percent. And yeah, man, just like Allen Iverson was a point guard and a scorer's mentality as well. Like Allen Iverson was the most dominant scorer so far back then. You know, he he didn't have any help. Allen Iverson didn't have any help. He had to drop fifty to win the game. But he got his team to the NBA finals and beat my Los Angeles Lakers in the first game. When the classic crossover in between the legs, step back, jumper over Tyron Lue steps over him. That's a classic moment. And like th- those are the type of games that that define you. You know, shooting big shots, big time shots down the stretches. Ellen Iverson was a monster on the court, man. Just the ability to play that passion, hustle, great grind, and overall he wasn't scared of nobody. He wasn't scared of anybody on the court. His demeanor was tremendous. You know what I mean? And um, overall, man, in that game, in the NBA Finals when I was watching him, it was tough to stop AI back then when Lakers and Sixers played. It was tough. But we did a good job. We contained him. But he's in my list at a, a seven on my list for the point guards of all time, man. Like, I know it says right here because I have it on the computer. It says his position is a point guard and a shooting guard, but for me, he's a point guard on this list, man. I just, Ellen Iverson was a monster on the court. Um, he just willed his team to win every single night. And here's the crazy thing he has that Kobe Bryant mentality. He has that Mamba mentality where he's going to fight for every possession, do everything in his power to win games. That's what Ellen Iverson did back up in the day. So, Ellen Iverson gets on my list. Keep up the great work, man. Well deserved Hall of Famer, man. You worked your tail off throughout your career, man. You could have asked for some, like, you could have got more superstars, you know? Like, let's just imagine if Ellen Iverson had, like, a Shaq on his team or a Kareem. Like, not Kareem. Like, let's say, a, like yeah, let's say Shaq. Let's say Shaq was on Philly. Ellen Iverson would have at least two championships. No cap. But uh, number six, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas averaged nineteen point two point per game, points per game, um, and nine assists a game. Just to, uh, Isaiah Thomas was ama- amazing. Like his passion for for the game is unbelievable. You know, Hall of Famer, twelve time All Star, two time MVP, two time NBA champion. Those games. Against the Lakers and the Bulls, it was tremendous. They're they're, they're the team that beat the Bulls. Um, he's from Chicago, so he beat his hometown team. He probably grew up a Boston, or grew up a uh, Chicago Bulls fan, but he shot forty five percent from the field goal line. Or yeah, the field goal percentage, uh, free throws seventy five percent. But Isaiah Thomas was a great point guard. I don't care anybody says like. Like he he Isaiah Thomas is a great player. You know, shoot that mid range. Like just his demeanor on the court was amazing. Those bad boys piston teams were amazing. They played physicals. I like teams that play physical. You know. They roughed up Michael Jordan. You know, but the Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas back and forth was amazing back then. You know, they met a couple times in the finals. You know, Lakers won. And they played in the finals and they won a championship, two-time NBA champion. You no, know? so he's a Hall of Famer and a Finals MVP too. And uh, he's up there on my list for the greatest point guards of all time. And I just love Isaiah Thomas's game. Like, just his passion for his teammates, get his teammates involved early, then score. You know, he averaged nine assists a game, nineteen points. But what I'm saying is, overall, he's a he's an unselfish player. Even though he has nineteen points, he's unselfish. He gets teammates involved. Like all these point guards I'm talking about. Have that same mentality, but some like Ellen Iverson have a scores mentality, then uh passing mentality first. You know, like all these point guards have that. Okay, I got nine assists. I'm going to average nine assists. Get my teammates. The offense ran through Isaiah Thomas. They did. They ran the offense through him. His ability to set everybody up, then take over. His jump shot was amazing. His pull up three was amazing. Just overall, he's a great talent. You know, and, uh, I'm gonna go with my number five is Steve Nash. Steve Nash averaged fourteen points per game, eight point five assists a game. Just to Steve Nash, man, Steve Nash is very, very, very talented at what he does, man. Just I like his game. Too I like all these people I picked, their game is amazing. Like like if I can have their game, it'd be amazing to have Steve Nash's ability to average eight assists a game. Three rebounds a game, 14 points a game. He's a Hall of Famer, five-time assist champion, two-time MVP, seven-time All-Star. Um, he didn't win a championship, but he should have. Because the year the late, he came to the Lakers, we should have won that year, and he got injured in the second game of the season, and the season was done after the second game of the season. But overall, he had a great career with, the Steve, with Dirk and him. Dirk, Steve Nash, one-two combo, pick and roll, step out, shoot the three. Just and when he was on uh, Phoenix, man, that Mike D'Antoni team was running and gunning. Stephen Nash was throwing lobs, dunks to Marstodemar, Krent Richardson, Sean Marion, Leandro Barbosa, um, Kirk Thomas. Kirk Thomas, when we played them in the Lakers or when we played Phoenix in the West Conference Finals, Stephen Nash was hard to stop. You know he was getting off playing at a high level. You know just the pat pass, his passing ability is amazing. If you're running down fast break with him, he's going to throw a no look pass to you, and you better have your hands open. You know, him and Amar Steinman with that pick and roll, just that pick and roll was unguardable, you know. But my, the reason that the Phoenix Suns did not win the championship was because the Lakers knocked them out and Mike D'Antoni can't preach defense. But Steven Nash deserves a championship, man. That'd be great, great point guard, man. Like a lot of great point guards in today's NBA um, like to go uh, Get worked out by Steve Nash because he's very talented at what he does. He knows the game of basketball. He preaches that um, pass first mentality first. So that's why Steve Nash is up there, you know. And number four on my list, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd averaged 12 points per game, 6.3 rebounds a game, and 8.7 assists a game. Man, Jason Kidd, his IQ was amazing. All these point guards I mentioned have high basketball IQ. You know, from Bob Kuzi. Walcott Frazier, Isaiah Thomas, Steve Nash, John Stockton. You know what I mean? So, Jason Kidd's up there. Him and, like, just imagine if Jason Kidd was on this Los Angeles Lakers team. With the passing ability that Jason Kidd does to get you open on a 99 basis, it's just crazy. You know, Jason Kidd is a talented, talented, talented point guard, man. Like I said, his IQ is amazing. Really good. But he's a Hall of Famer and a uh, NBA champion because he won it with the... With Dallas in 2010-2011 season, man. NBA champion. 1994-95 All-Rookie and Rookie of the Year that year. It's crazy, man. I like Jason Kidd's game. You know? Ability. Like, just overall, Jason Kidd's very talented. You know, high basketball IQ, gets everybody involved, and he's a winner. Him and and that Dallas team, when he beat my Lakers, he was hitting the three, pull-up jumper, like, getting everybody involved. Just, like, overall, man... Jason Kidd helped that Dallas team win the championship, man. He's a well deserved championship, man. He's very high at basketball IQ, very smart at what he does, man. I would love to play with Jason Kidd if I was in there. If I was a big man, I'd be like, let's go play with Jason Kidd. Let's go play with Steve Nash. Like all point guards in Michigan, I would love to play with him on the court. They can get me open. I can set set the screen, push, keep it pushing. You know, I just, I just like the point guards mentality, man. I'm telling you, man. But now let's move on to number. The, from three to one, it's gonna be it's gonna be um, it, it's gonna be interesting debate when I put this out on my podcast. Number three, Chris Paul. Chris Paul averaged eighteen point five points per game, four point five rebounds a game, and nine point five assist a game. Chris Paul, man, scores mentality, assist. He's very passionate about what he does, man. Very, 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 very passionate about what he does. With those, Clipper, with those uh, New Orleans Hornet teams, man, he got to the playoffs, won some playoff games. But the one number one thing that he should have done, I know the trade didn't go through. He should have came to L.A. Should have said, I'm only going to the Lakers and got to L.A. Because if Kobe Bryant and Chris Paul were Lakers, or if Chris Paul is a Laker, Lakers would have be probably tied with the Boston Celtics right now, championships. Because Chris Paul and Kobe would be very passionate Playing together, they have the same mentality. They don't like to, they don't like to lose, so they're gonna do everything in their power to win. And if Chris Paul was a Laker, Chris Paul would have a ring right now, and that backcourt would be one of the best backcourts of all time. That's just how I feel because Chris Paul and Kobe, like, were meant for each other to play on the court. Man, just Chris Paul point guard's mentality get Kobe open. Kobe can play off the ball, post up. Chris Paul, get him in the post. It would just be amazing to have Chris Paul and Kobe on the Lakers. But overall, man, Chris Paul deserves a ring. I think he should opt. He's a free agent next year. Chris Paul, if you listen to this, but you're probably not, once you become a free agent, come on back to L.A. and come with the Los Angeles Lakers. Because you, Anthony Davis, and LeBron, that big three over there, that pick and roll, LeBron James and Chris Paul would be amazing on the Lakers. Chris Paul, LeBron James, Anthony Davis on the Lakers would be amazing. That would be crazy if they were if Chris Paul became a Laker next year. But we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But during those playoff teams with the Clippers, man, Chris Paul willed them to the win. He they beat the Spurs in game seven when he, Chris Paul hit that bank shot over Tim Duncan. And but that's the thing. That's why the Clippers back then were inconsistent because they were up three one against uh, Houston. And then Houston came back and won. They didn't execute that Clipper team back down, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, they never executed. And I feel like all everybody's egos got in the way. Chris Paul could add a ring with the Clippers if their egos weren't in the way. And I'm just being honest. But Chris Paul, man, well-deserved on my list. Um, number, um, number three on my list of top ten point guards of all time. Number two, Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson averaged 25.7 points per game. Rebounds a game, seven point five, and then assists nine point five. Man, Oscar Robinson was a monster on the boards and assist and in scoring. You know what I mean? You know what? You know the, You know what? Russell Westbrook is doing? Doing the same exact thing Oscar Robinson is doing, or back then. You know what I mean? Like just Oscar Robinson's game reminds me of Westbrook's. You know, just Oscar Robinson's ability to get the rebound, push it, get like for a couple seasons now he averaged a triple double. If there was a stretch where he broke, uh. He had a streak of assist or a triple doubles a game. Russell Westbrook broke that. What I'm saying is Oscar Robinson is great at what he does. He's a great rebounder. He, him and the uh, are on the same team. You know, so it's crazy how Oscar Robinson should, you know, have a statue somewhere in Milwaukee somewhere. You know, because he's great at what he does. I love his ability to get the rebound, push the tempo. You know, just to be very passionate about being a great teammate, first teammate. Passing ability, his jump shot was amazing. His three-point was amazing. His defense overall, Oscar Robinson is second best on my list of best point guards of all time. And for my number one point guard of all time on my list, Irvin Magic Johnson. Just Magic Johnson, man, is the best point guard of all time. 19 points a game and 11 assists a game of of his career and 7 rebounds. Magic Johnson was... Was the reason Showtime was born, baby? His no look passes, him and Kareem on the court with James Worthy, Byron Scott, Norm Nixon, all those great Lakers. It was very passionate, man. Like, like Magic Johnson was a beast on the board, you know. Like everybody's saying, oh, uh, like this, like LeBron, LeBron and Jordan comparison. Um, you know what? It should be Magic Johnson, LeBron James comparison because when I look at Magic Johnson. It reminds me of LeBron on the court, rebounds, assists, get your players involved. You know, he's a five-time NBA champion. You know, three three-time Finals MVPs, man. It just and a ten-time All-Star, man. Just, it's, just Magic Johnson brought Showtime to the Lakers at the Forum. You know, like he shot eighty-four percent from the free throw line and fifty-two percent from the field, but and, but thirty percent from three. But sometimes Magic Johnson will hit that open three when you leave him open. You know, and he hit that 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 shot that to the Laker history that skyhook top of the key over Boston man. That was a great game. You know, I was watching a lot of Laker Celtics classic games. You know, the ones that the Lakers won, of course. I wouldn't want to watch the ones that we lost. I still haven't watched the one in 2008. I'm never gonna watch that game in 2008. But anyway, yeah, man, the, uh, Matt Johnson's a great leader overall and a great business person. He wins on the court. And off the court as well. All these players I mentioned are winning off the court as well. Man, they just do a great job at what they do. Um, and yeah, man, Madge Johnson's up there of all time. My point guards of all time. I don't care anybody says this is my podcast. This is my opinion. I'm gonna say what I want. And if you have nothing, if you have nothing, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. You don't have to listen to me. You know, I keep it real on my channel. And if you don't like it, keep it pushing. You know, if you don't like what I say, then don't listen. Just keeping it real. I just keep it real. So. Yeah, man, those are my top 10. And uh, um, what season grade do I give the Los Angeles Lakers? I'm going to give it a an, a an A because we made the playoffs or we clinched the playoff berth. We're 49 and 14. Um, first year together with Anthony Davis and his new coaching staff. Frank Vogel is doing a tremendous job. This whole team is doing a whole tremendous job. But for me, man, it's an A. And uh, if the season does get canceled, it's not a failure because it's it's not um, our fo- it's not the Lakers' fault that that all the stuff's going around 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 the world. But for me, it's it's not going to be a failure because um, we had a great season. You know, LeBron in the 17th season playing at a high level. Anthony Davis playing at a high level. And speaking of Anthony Davis, there are people around the league that think that this Anthony Davis deal is done. He's going to resign, and I agree. The reason I agree. Because I knew the whole time the Anthony Davis was gonna stay. In the sense of, why would you want to leave Los Angeles? Because why would you want to leave a team like the Lakers, an historic franchise, 16-time NBA champion as a franchise, and you want to go play with Chicago? Is I'm dreaming? I already knew he's gonna stay. You know, this is what I feel. This is what I've been saying. This is what I've been preaching. Because why would you want to go play with Zach, um, Market and Zach Levine? I know you're from Chicago, AD, but you stay in L.A. Play with LeBron Brown. You will be, be your, it'll be your team once LeBron leaves. You can bring your own superstars to L.A. You can bring different type of people to L.A. And you're doing a good job because you have your 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 uh, your chips, your chip brand, and you have other brands going on for you, man. And uh, I'm glad you're a Laker and uh, continue success in L.A., man. Lakers are happy to have you. The whole city of Los Angeles happy to have you. You know, but overall the Lakers season gets a A plus plus. Like I said, you know, just this team was playing at a high level. We had good chemistry, you know. Even though we lost the Brooklyn Nets, that's that's not, that's in the past. But we were forty nine and thirteen at the time. We could have been fifty and thirteen, but we're not. But Frank Vogel did, does a tremendous job. This front office does amazing things for this organization. You know, just overall, I love what the organization does. I, I love the front office and of what they do. I knew. I keep saying it's like Rob Palinka. Got bashed last year, and I was saying let him go through the growing pains to learn from it. He did, Jeannie Buss. Like I said Jeannie Buss is going to keep pushing, keep working, keep grinding, and she's doing a good job. You know, you know everybody in the front office is doing amazing. Shout out to everybody in the front office, man. I really appreciate you. Thank you for putting a great Lakers team together. Everybody in the front office, if you're listening to this, appreciate you guys, and uh, go Lakers. But yeah, and my, for my final topic of the day, does Paul Gasol deserve a statue outside of Staples Center? Uh, it's gonna be a tough one, but I'm gonna have to say, um I'm gonna have to say yeah, because Paul Gasol is a Laker legend. He helped us win those championships. This ability to post up, you know, get to the rim, like I keep saying, um, Kobe Bryant tough, toughened up Paul Gasol. The reason I say that is is because in the two thousand eight season when we got blown out by the Boston Celtics, Paul Gasol got bullied by um PJ Brown, Leon Poe, Big Baby Davis. And all and Kevin Garnett, but in the two thousand nine season, Pau Gasol was pushing back, talking mess. Just overall, Kobe Bryant tough and power up that year. Those two years when we won back to back, Kobe Bryant tough and power up, and you can see it. You can see it when you watch the when you watch the games. Pau Gasol was playing physical, over grabbing rebounds, you know, being passionate. And Pau Gasol did make timely shots down the stretch for us to win, and he deserved a statue. You know, but that's the same thing. You have to, like, if people are going to say Pau Gasol deserves a statue, why not Derek Fisher or James Worthy? But for me, you give it to Pal. Pal Gasol is a Lakers legend. You know, he's up there with one of the best big men of all time on the Lakers list. So for me, Pau Gasol deserves a statue. He deserves a jersey retired in Staples Center. He deserves, like, Pal Gasol is a Lakers legend. He brought cha- He brought two championships in Los Angeles. You know, he brought two championships. So, but for me, man. Pau Gasol deserves a statue and his jersey retired and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's already going to be in the Hall of Fame. Pau Gasol is a very talented man. Talented, talented power forward, passing ability. Just overall, you know, I just, I just like Pau Gasol's game. You know, the, I wanted, when I was playing in playing in high school, I wanted to emulate my game like Pau Gasol. I got Pau Gasol shoes. I was practicing like Pau's game and I just wanted to play like Pau because he's a very underrated passer, He'd post up fade away, get to the rim. He's very quick at his feet to get to the rim. He deserves a statue. You know, but <clears throat> I'm going to end this Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Um, tonight, I'm going live on YouTube at 7.30 p.m. West Coast time. So if you want to drop by and call in, you can be featured on my show. So um, I'm going to leave all my social media link in the description, everybody. I'm going to leave it link in the description. And uh, you guys have a blessed, blessed Friday. Hope all is well. And uh, take care, Laker Nation and NBA fans and people that listen to me. It's Big Baby Jonathan gang. Out.